Come on, you can do better than that. This is God's word. Not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around the greatness of your word. We thank you that as we talk about relationships, that your heart regarding relationships will come forth. Father, I pray that every person under the sound of my voice will have an open heart, a receptive mind, and ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to them. I thank you, Lord, that the power of the word will build up and tear down and strengthen areas in our life where we need it. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the name of the above every name, that every obstacle that is blocking the health of each relationship here will be brought down. And Lord, I thank you that divorce, separation, cannot last in this room. That the name of Jesus is greater than any name. And I thank you in advance for the power of the gospel coming forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Last week we started a new series entitled Desperate Households. Say Desperate Households. Our subtopic was Who Built My House? And as stated on last week, relationships are the foundation for God to execute his will and perpetrate, uh, perpetuate righteousness through the reproduction of godly seed for future generations. And so the goal of this series is to bring healing, hope, and happiness to any relationship that is of importance in your life. This will be done by identifying the proper standards for successful relationships. We're going to help establish relationships that are currently dysfunctional. We're going to repair any damage that currently exists in present relationships. And then we're going to renew, revive, and restore relationships by giving sound biblical principles that are guaranteed to work. Now, the final goal of our series is to prepare each person for success in any future relationship they may enter in. So our second lesson is entitled, Who Built My House? Part 2. Amen. Say amen to that. You know, I heard a little girl uh, who was uh, attending a wedding, and she got to the wedding, and of course, the bride had on a beautiful dress, and it was white, and it was long, and uh, the little girl said, Mommy, wh- why does the, the bride have on white? And the mom said, because white represents joy. And she said, so why does the groom have on black? <laughs> Touch your neighbor say, neighbor. I didn't get that one. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you got it because you live in it. (laughs) You know, marriage, when you get married, how many married? You can expect 
three different rings when you get married. You can expect an engagement ring. You can expect your married ring. And then you can expect suffering. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Now, I'm going to do something different this morning. Last week, I talked about some very, very important tools in getting a relationship started. And one of the main keys that we talked about was God's perception about relationships. And that key thing about God's perception was this. And we read it in the scriptures that he said, when you're married, that's when you now care for the things that belong to your mate and how you may please them. So this is how God looks at relationships. It's not what the person can do for me. It should be what I'm supposed to do for the person. And that's what makes a great relationship. But this morning, I want to take a turn and I want to do something different. Last week, I started with uh, some different uh, uh, relationship checkup. Y'all remember that? Please get the CD if you, you know, every married person needs to get the CD. So this week, I want to start out with some relationship lies that sound like truths. Okay. These are relationship lies that sound like truth. In other words, these are lies that the devil tell us about relationships, but they sound like the truth. Here's the first one. Turn to Malachi chapter 2 very quickly. Malachi chapter 2. We think that the book of Malachi is only talking about tithing, but Malachi also talks about relationships. Malachi chapter 2. Here is one of the lies that sound like the truth. Number one, God is okay with divorce because he wants me happy. Uh Uh-oh, I saw some people frowning when I said that one. I'm going to say it again. Here's the first relationship lie that sounds like the truth. God is okay with divorce because he wants me happy. Now, this is not to condemn anybody who's been divorced prior to now, okay? Because people get divorced for different reasons. Hopefully those reasons were biblical. But if they weren't, we got to start with where we are. Okay, so this is not to condemn those who've been uh, divorced before. But see, you can't change the past, but you can change the present. So here's the lie. God is okay with divorce because he wants me happy. Malachi chapter 2. I'm going to start reading in verse 16. I'm going to read it out of two versions so you can see what they were saying. Verse 16. For the Lord, the, the God of Israel, says that he hates putting away. That word putting away means divorce. For one covereth violence with his garment, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you deal not treacherously. Now, watch this now. If you go up to verse uh, 15, it says, let's look in verse 14. Yet you say, wherefore, because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth against whom you have dealt treacherously, yet is she your companion and the wife of your covenant? Everybody say covenant. And did they not make, did not he make one? Yet had he the residue of the spirit and wherefore one that he might seek a godly seed. Remember I said now God perpetuates godly seed through marriages. Therefore take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously against the wife of his youth. Now let me read that in the, in the, in the Amplified because it's so awesome starting in verse 16. For the Lord, the God of Israel says, I hate divorce and marital separation and him who covers his garment, his wife, with violence. 
Therefore, keep a watch upon your spirit that it may be controlled by my spirit, that you deal not treacherously and faithlessly with your marriage mate. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you say, in what way have we wearied him? You do it by your actions. You say, everyone does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Now, in other words, I see some of y'all say, well, I know so-and-so got divorced, and their life is, is all right. But you don't know the price they had to pay for the divorce, number one. And number two, that still don't make it right with God. And see, the devil is smart because here is now lie number two that he'll use. Because some of y'all are saying, well, I could just divorce and start over and then I can get my life right with the Lord. Let me show you why. Because here's the second lie. Y'all ready for the second lie? Let me ask this question before I give you the lie. How many in here believe the Bible? Let me see your hand. Okay, good. All right. Now, how many believe that God really parted the Red Sea in the Old Testament for the children of Israel to walk through? How many believe that? Okay, good. Let me ask you one more question. How many believe that Jesus was really able to turn water into wine? Let me see your hand. Okay, then guess what? Let me ask you this. How many believe that God really raised Jesus from the dead? Let me see your hand. Okay, good. Now, if that be the case, then here's a lie. I am not in love anymore and never can be with the person I'm currently with. That's a lie. Let me tell you why it's a lie. Because Matthew 19, 26 says, but Jesus said unto them, With men, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It also says in Mark 9, 23, Jesus said unto him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. So guess what? It is possible to get in love with a person you already with. But see, the devil will tell you, I don't love that person anymore. How many have heard the devil tell that lie to you before? Let me see hand. Some of y'all just say, I ain't raising my hand. So watch this. This is what the Lord told me to tell you this week. This is exactly what the Lord told me to tell you this week. There is no problem in your current relationship that he is not able to fix. All he needs is for you to trust him and believe him. So let me give you a third lie. If I had more money, my relationship would be better. How many heard that lie before? Let me see your hand. I mean, you just thinking, man, if we just had more money, things would be better. But see, that's a lie as well. Let me tell you why. Because you're making more money now than you did when you first got married. I mean, be honest. How many here make more money now than you did when you first got married? Let me see your hand. See, so now watch this. And if, if this lie was truth about if I had more money, my relationship would be better, then rich people in the world would have great relationships. Let me give you one more lie. Who I hang out with and call my friends or associates do not affect my relationship with my partner. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, who are you hanging out with? I mean, listen to this. Who I hang out with and call my friends or associates do not affect my relationship, but they do reflect, uh, affect your relationship. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do it affect you? And look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, no, it don't. And look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you a lie. <laughs> Watch this. Write this down. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So you can have your marriage all together and getting on course and you start loving your wife and you start hanging around people that don't love their wife. It's just a matter of time that you're going to find a reason not to, not to love your wife no more. See, I don't hang around people like that. Amen. Amen. So let's jump into my lesson this morning. Go to Psalm 127. 
Psalm 127. Did y'all get those relationship lies? Okay, Psalm 127. I believe that God is going to, he's going to really bless some relationships in the room. Now, I'm not just talking about married people if you're single. You need to grab these, uh, these principles if you're single so that you can make right decisions when you get married. Amen. Psalm 127, look in verse 1. Here's the point I want to make. Unless we build our relationships God's way, then we're building them wrong and they will not last or have quality. Here's the point again. Unless we build our relationships God's way, say God's way. Unless we build our relationships God's way, then we are building them wrong and they will not last or have quality. I mean, there's no use of being married 38 years, 40 years, 50 years, and you're miserable. There's no use of being married that long and you're just roommates. You pay your bills, she pay her bills. What kind of relationship is that? Amen. So watch this, Psalm 127.1. He says, unless the Lord builds the what class? Come on, class. Builds the house, he builds the relationship, unless he does it, they who build it labor in vain. So what, you know what that's saying to me? If I don't build my relationships the way God wants me to, the way his word instructs me to, if I don't build it that way, I am building a relationship that eventually is going to crumble. Amen. Now go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Here's another thing I want you to see. I said this last week. I kind of edited it, but I'm going to say it again. And that is this. It is not the storms of life that destroy relationships. It is the condition of the foundation of that relationship that destroys it. I'm going to say it again. It is not the storms of life that destroy the relationships. It is the condition of the foundation of the relationship that destroys it. Matthew chapter 7. This is something powerful. I want you to see. Look in verse 24. If you're there, say, I'm there. All right, watch what he says. This is Jesus talking. He says, therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house, who built his relationship, who built his marriage upon a what class? Upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house, beat upon that relationship, and it did not fall because that relationship was what? Founded upon a what? Upon a rock. He goes on in verse 26 and says, And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not, he will be like a person who's a foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat up on that relationship and it fell because that relationship was not founded on the rock. Now, here's what I want you to see. Wisdom is obedience in action. Write that down. Wisdom is obedience in action. Because notice he said in verse 24, he says, the person that does what he says is a wise man. So wisdom is obedience in action. Say this with me. Say wisdom is obedience in action. So now that tells me that obedience is the only guarantee for relationship success. I'm going to say that again. Obedience to God's word regarding relationships is the only guarantee for my relationship to have success. Now, 
Keep your hand here. We're going to come back. Keep your hand here in Matthew. But I want to show you that word. Look in verse 25. It says, and it was founded upon a rock. I want to do some research very quickly. Y'all know I'm a teacher. And I want to show you that word founded very quickly in two different contexts. Keep your hand here in Matthew. I want you to go over now to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Let's look now at this word founded and see what it actually means because it says that a relationship that is founded founded upon the rock that's the relationship that's going to stand the test of times first peter chapter 5 verse 10 notice it says here it says but the god of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by christ jesus after that you have suffered a while he's going to make you perfect he's going to establish you he's going to strengthen you and then what's the last one class He's going to what? Settle you. And that word settle in the Greek is the same word founded. So keep your hand here. Let's flip back over to Matthew and see what he was saying in verse 25. He says, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not because it was settled upon the rock. Now that word founded, when you look it up, it means, watch this now. It means foundation. It means to lay a foundation. So watch this. When you think of settled, I think of somebody who's made a decision to be somewhere. You know how they say settle down? See, some of you all have to make another decision to settle down in your relationship. See, one thing I don't do on a regular basis at all, and that is to decide if I'm going to stay married or not. Do you know that that will mess your head up? So you got to settle. Everybody say settle. And when you settle, that means you make a decision. That means you got to be still. And the only way that a plant can grow in the ground, it's got to stay in the ground. Now watch this. Now go over to uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Let's look at this word founded again. Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to look now, if you're taking notes, verse 17. uh, Ephesians 3, 17. Watch what it says. It says, now that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... No, I'm in the wrong uh, chapter, 317. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted in what else class? Grounded in love. The word grounded is the word founded. So grounded and founded is the same thing. And so what Jesus was saying in Matthew, he was saying the only way a house cannot fall when a storm comes is if that house has been founded or grounded upon the rock. Now, let's see what the rock is. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Let's see what the rock is. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians 10. Believe it or not, Jesus Christ is the rock that relationships should be built on. Look at this. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, look in verse 4. It says, are you there? It says, and they did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was who? Christ. So who is the rock in the relationship that our relationship ought to be founded on? Christ is that rock. Now, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians 3. Here's, I'm about to get in the meat of what I want to talk about this morning. Our relationship foundation determines the strength 
and the doability of our relationship. I'm going to say that again. Our relationship foundation determines the strength and the doability of our relationship. But what we build on top of that foundation determines the quality of our relationship. I'm going to say this again. Listen to what I'm saying. You don't have to try to take all the notes. Get the CD because I need you to get it anyway. Listen to what he says. Listen to what I'm saying. Our relationship foundation determines the strength and the doability of the relationship. But what we put on top of that relationship on the foundation determines the quality of our relationship. In other words, you got to start your relationship out with a strong foundation because that foundation is going to determine the doability and the strength. But now once you have that foundation in place, what you put on top of that relationship is going to determine the quality of the relationship. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, look in verse 9. He says, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the what class? I've laid the foundation and another builds thereupon. Watch this now. But let every person take heed how he builds on that foundation. Let's see what the foundation is. Verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is what? Which is who? Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the foundation for my relationship. And if I keep that foundation solid, then now look in verse 12. It says now, look in verse uh, 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. He says every man's work that he puts on the foundation is going to eventually be surfaced. But if you notice in verse number number eight, I think it was verse eight. uh, Let me see here. Uh, no, not verse 8. If you look now in verse 10, it says at the bottom, let every man take heed. So how or what you put on that foundation is going to determine the quality of your relationship. And I don't know about you. If I'm going to be in a relationship, I want a happy relationship. Amen. Now, uh, go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. The life of our relationship is dependent upon us believing and receiving and doing whatever God, whatever comes out of the mouth of God. I'm going to say that again. The life of our relationship. In other words, every relationship's got a, a lifeline in it. And the life of that relationship is determined now by me receiving and believing what God says about my relationship. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, watch what it says. And Jesus, uh, he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by what? In other words, my relationship just can't live on just neck bones and chicken. But my relationship will survive by, listen, by receiving every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So what's my point in giving you that? You got to make a decision that I'm going to run my relationship God's way. What does that mean? If you are single and you know you're dating somebody who is spiritually incompatible with you, you need to let them go because they're not going to work out eventually for you. Now, you can sit up there and justify all you want to. Now, this is going to be one of the toughest lessons I've ever taught. This is tough right here. I know I'm hitting you right now. I'm hitting you. It's going to be all right, though. I'm, I, I had to, you know, I got to have one punching lesson in here, right? But here it is. You already knew that man wasn't your type. So why'd you get involved with them, flesh? Now, all I'm saying to you is that if you know they're spiritually incompatible, you're already going down the wrong, wrong road. 
Amen. So life starts when a decision, when I make a decision to do God's way, do, do things God. When life will start in my relationship when I decide, you know what, I'm going to run this relationship the way God wants me to. That's what life begins to start. Now, watch this now. I'm going to get, ready, ready, get deep, deep on you real quick. Y'all ready? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Oh, my God. Some of y'all going to say, security, don't let nobody leave. Watch this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In other words, the quality of our lives and our relationships are dependent upon our willingness to live by the words that comes out of God's mouth. In other words, when you make an ultimate decision, I'm going to do it God's way or I ain't going to do it. When you do that, then your life is going to get better. Your relationships are going to get better. So that means now anything outside of God's word, any advice, any suggestions, any decisions made outside of doing it God's way is man's way. And man's way is always the wrong way. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, are you there? Look in verse 5. He says that your faith should not stand or rest in the wisdom of man, but your faith should be in the power of God. And sometimes because of the society we live in, we allow the, the, the wisdom of man to, de- to determine what we do in relationships. You know, society says, hey, you're tired of your wife, get you a new one. Society says, hey, if you're not happy with your man, keep him, but have get by two or three more. But see, that's the wisdom of man. And let me tell you, tell you this. Anytime you use the wisdom of man in your relationship, your relationship is end up, it's going to end up going wrong. Amen. Now, go to Proverbs 14. I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you. You need this. Y'all need this Bible. Proverbs 14. Proverbs 14, man's way of doing things always end up being the wrong way of doing things. Because, see, I hear some of y'all planning right now. See, we got some people in this room. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, wake up. He's talking to you. There are some people in this room right now. You are just, you're trying your best to, to just block out what I'm saying. You, 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 if you could literally have your hands in your ears while, I was, while I'm talking, you do that. But, see, you look so obvious. That's why you're not doing it. But, but some of y'all sitting right here, you, you're not ready to do it God's way. And I'm telling you, you need to make a decision to do it God's way because your relationship will get better if you do. Amen. Say, well, pastor, I don't want to be in the relationship no more. That's why you're here today. You need to hear that you need to stay. Proverbs 14, 12. Watch this now. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man. Huh? But the end of it are the ways of death. Go to Jeremiah chapter, chapter 7. Just go forward. Go to Jeremiah chapter 7. See, some of y'all think y'all can calculate your sin in messing around with your relationship, in your relationship. See, some of y'all in here cheating. Let me see if I can find them. If you hear the beep slow down, that means I'm finding No, I'm just playing. See, the devil will deceive you to think you can be sloppy and get away with things. See, you think you can calculate sin? Sin's calculated is too big. But the devil will make you think, ah, you can do it. You can get away with it. You can just divorce her and go on. You can just divorce him. It don't work like that. See, a, a, a friend of mine, everybody say a friend of mine. 
A friend of mine got off track with the Lord. I'm talking about somebody called to ministry, got off track with the Lord years ago. And, uh, started, you know, he was single, already had a 13-year-old and been married before. And, you know, that didn't work out, so he was single. And, 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 and until you commit yourself to be abstinent when you're single, it, you know, it's going to be hard. You got to make that commitment. Some of y'all need to make that commitment in here. I'm not going to have sex until I get married. Man and female. That's just the way it is. That's Ron DMC. It's like that. <laughs> okay, check this out. So he got off track. And man, sin, man, that thing, sin will swallow you up. And the Bible says sin is good for a season. And he knew better to be messing around. And he messed around with this lady. Now, this lady was 41 years old. Okay. She had been married before. She could not medically have kids, so she had two adopted sons. Uh, I forget what their ages were, but they were pretty much like teenage kind of kids. And uh, so, you know, here it is. He's, he starts messing with this lady. And uh, he sleeps with the lady. And even though medically she could not have kids. And even though she's had two adopted kids, and even though she was 41 years old, she got pregnant by him. Here it is now. This lady's 41 with a one-year-old. Now, how many know if he could have calculated that sin, he wouldn't have done it? See, some of y'all, your calculator ain't adding up. I'm telling you. You think you're going to get away. I'm telling you, I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to help you. Now watch this, watch this. Where I tell you to go? Jeremiah chapter 7. Write this down. Anytime we disregard God's way, it will eventually take us backwards and not forward. Now I know the Bible is supposed to be good news and I love everybody in here, but you know what? God is trying to get some of y'all to stop. He's trying to get some of y'all to slow down. He's trying to get some of you all to just back up and do nothing. Be still. Watch this. Jeremiah chapter 7. I'm going to say the point again. Anytime we disregard doing things God's way, it will eventually take us backwards and not forward. Oh, my goodness. My time. This is the last scripture right here. Oh, man. I didn't know what time it was. My clock ain't even over. Praise the Lord. Okay. We must have got started late. All right. Jeremiah chapter 7. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 7. Look at verse 23. He says, but this thing I command you saying. Obey my voice, says the Lord, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you. And when you do that, watch what he says, it will be well with you. Let me stop by saying this. Listen, when you do your relationship God's way, the Bible way, it will eventually be well with you. I know you're going through a storm right now, but if you would just do it God's way, you will come out of the storm. Look at verse 25. Uh, look in verse 24. But they hearkened not, nor did they incline their ear. But they walked in the counsel of their own imagination, of their evil heart. And when you walk in your own way, you will go backwards and not forward. I'm going to stop right here. And I just want to challenge every person in a relationship. I'm going to challenge those who are you, you're single, but you're dating. And you know the person ain't right for you. You know it. I want to challenge you to get out. Say, Pastor, I don't know how to get out. Well, the Lord knows how to get you out. 
So those are for the single people. Then there are some people in here that are married. Your bags are packed at the door. And the Lord is saying, unpack them. If you believe the Bible, you just can't believe some of it. You got to believe all of it. And unless you have a biblical reason to get out of that relationship, then you don't have a reason to get out of that relationship. And I'm going to say, say this to you. My wife and I have been through some storms, but we made it. And if I can make it, you can make it. Amen. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning.